How's that for a slice of fried gold? Welcome to Cinema Shock, the podcast celebrating the stories behind your favorite cult and genre films. In this episode, we are going to discuss all the latest Hollywood news. I'm one of your hosts, writer-comedian Mr. Todd A. Davis. I'm joined by Gary Horn and Justin Bishop. Fellas, how you doing? Uh, Todd's inability <laughs> to follow, constru- follow instructions. Tell us, what's the news? <laughs> what's the oh, news? Hey, guys. <laughs> Oh, do your man. wives gonna... love? Do your wives love reading? My wife is downstairs reading right now. She has fallen in love with this series by Sarah J. Moss. Do mm-hmm. you know who I'm talking about? I don't think nope. so. The Court of Thorn and Roses. Oh yeah, Bunny. Bunny started reading those, and by like she because they had been recommended, and she read the first one, maybe the second one, and by the third one, she's just like, this is just fairy porn. Uh, so so that is what that is so weird because that is 100% what I called it, and I call it now. (laughs) My wife finished all of them, loved them. She switched over to like a young adult series that she did, finished that one. Now she's on other. My wife has read, we're in at the time you're hearing this. What? uh, Well, I guess this is pretty new. Is this old May? Like she's yeah. read, I swear to God, twenty books this year so far. Yeah. Wow, better than like I have. Huge, and these are not small. These are like Game of Thrones size novels. Like they're, yeah. wow. she is nonstop reading, and they are the dirtiest fucking things. <laughs> like I literally just saw one the other day where the fucking dude says, "Sit on my face and what? don't worry about." pressing your entire weight into me don't worry about if i can breathe give it all to me or something wow weird like that. And i was like what the fuck is this you get I mean, no say on if i watch Pornhub anymore <laughs> i mean that's a hell of a way to go ah uh, well yeah so you, anyway uh that's all right that, it's the news anyway let's get into some <laughs> news, news headlines for this week because yeah it's been a it, big this is a new thing we're doing by the way if uh if you're wondering why the hell these guys are saying this is a we're doing news um it's a new thing we're gonna try out for our bonus episodes where we're gonna talk about some of the latest movie news or not everything you know just things that are we think are relevant to people who would listen to cinema shock, you know, so mm-hmm. it's not going to be every little thing. And honestly, we're not the, your source. We're not your number one source for news. We're just going to think, talk about the things that we think are well, interesting. Not with, not with that attitude, Justin. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway, the, one of the big things that I saw this week uh, was uh, casting news for Beetlejuice two. Now Beetlejuice two has been something that's been rumored for like years. And I, I was, it's one of those things that I was always like, it's, they're never going to make a Beetlejuice 2. I mean, Michael Keaton's 
an old man now and uh, granted they got him to come back for Batman. So I guess he's like, fuck it. Let's just redo all of my Tim Burton characters and I'll come back as Beetlejuice (laughs) too. So I guess he finally agreed to it. I don't know, but they're finally moving forward with it. Uh, I feel like I've been hearing about Beetlejuice two for 15 years, uh, but it actually starts filming later this month, like in a couple of weeks. So there's been a lot of casting news as they start to fill out the roles in this. And of course we've got Michael Keaton coming back playing Beetlejuice, Winona Ryder's coming back as Lydia, Catherine O'Hara's coming back, Jeffrey Jones is not, which is a great decision on the part of everyone who made it, because I don't know if you guys know about Jeffrey Jones's off-screen, uh, I don't want to call it an adventures, but, um, <laughs> or shenanigans, but... Um, uh, bit, he's a bit, bit problematic. He's a, a bit problematic, yes. <laughs> a bit <Yeah>. problematic, so, <laughs> uh, so they, he's not coming back. Uh, he likes but, wa- looking at child porn is what Justin is dancing yes, around. Yes, that's it. That is it. Yes. He is a pedophile. That's <laughs> um, what I'm dancing around. Uh, so, yeah. So, he's, so not, let's not put him in a kid's movie. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, so they, they do have a few newcomers joining the cast. We've got the current, um, I guess, queen of the goths, uh, Jenna Ortega. Hot off the Burton-produced Wednesday. She's going to lead the film. She's actually playing the daughter of Lydia, Winona Ryder's character, which I think is pretty nice. fitting. And I like Jenna Ortega. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, she's she's kind of the horror, like, queen right now, right? Between Wednesday yeah, and the say. Scream movies. Yeah. And um, what was the Taiwa X that she's in? So, she's like the, one of the, she's like the new Scream queen, kind of, right? Yeah, kind of. She's kind of, she's got that going and... uh I I dug I dug Wednesday. Did you guys watch Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday's good. I like it. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I thought it was really good. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've also got Monica Bellucci is coming to a Tim Burton movie, which is bizarre to me. I love Monica Bellucci, but she is uh, apparently playing Beetlejuice's wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good for okay. you, Beetlejuice. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Uh, Willem Dafoe has been cast as a law enforcement official in the afterlife. Willem Dafoe in a Beetlejuice movie? That's fun. And, and then feels uh, like he, he already looks like a Beetlejuice character. So. He, does. <laughs> he, does. Uh, he does. They're not going to have to use any prosthetics or anything on him. No makeup. It's just going to be just. I hope he's actually playing himself. <laughs> that would like that would be like, like Willem Dafoe has died and gone to the afterlife and they've turned him into like a security guard for the afterlife. Uh, I'm, I'm down it's actually that. so what what this is is actually part two of R.I.P.D. Uh, so <laughs> I haven't seen part. Uh, one. There is a part two of R.I.P.D. Isn't there? No, no. Or no, it's no. in the works. Are they making one? Uh, I'm gonna Google it. So. You're talking about the Jeff Jeff Bridges. Uh, yeah, Jeff Bridges, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I think they're making a second one. Actually, are they? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they it's are. called Rise of the Damned. No, it says released in 2022. Okay, so what? there was one. Yeah. Okay, I'm not crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Jeffrey. Right. Donovan wow, where was I? Starred... Yeah. Wait, who? Jeffrey Donovan. Uh, That's the guy from. Is that the guy from Burn Notice? It is 100% the guy from Bird Notice and uh, Sicario. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, wow. I fell asleep on that one. Sorry. They must have done very well in the theater since none of those <laughs> yeah, killed her that it existed. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, anyway, so we've got, who did I say? Jenna Ortega, Monica Bellucci, Willem Dafoe, uh, and Justin Thoreau has also joined the cast, but there's no real news mm-hmm. on who he might be playing. I mean, plot details are generally being kind of kept secret. But the screenplay was written by Al Goff and Miles Millar, who are the creators of Wednesday. Of course, you know, they work with Tim Burton. And if you uh, listen to our Spider-Man series, 
which is currently being released, then you'll, if keen listeners will hear those names come up, they do have a little bit of a connection to the Spider-Man series. So uh, keep your ears open for that. But are you guys excited for a, a, a Beetlejuice 2? Do you think we need a Beetlejuice 2? Almost um, uh, 40, 35, 35 something yeah, <laughs> years something later. Like 30, 30 something years later. I don't know that need is a word anybody would use no. for this. Uh, yeah. This goes back to, I remember when like an evening with Kevin Smith was out on DVD when I was super into him and like, uh, not that I have any problem with him. Kevin Smith, you seem like a great guy. But, Man, I watched Clerks too recently, and it does not hold up. <laughs> but all I'm trying to say is, is I remember him telling one of his famous stories, at least for me, is him telling the story about uh, trying to do Superman. And, oh, the uh, spider. But, yeah, but part of part of what he was offered was uh, he was offered that or like Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii. Which was yeah, that legit, was the like the sequel. That was the one that was rumored for years and years as Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii. I'm I'm assuming they're going a different direction with this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like the cast. It's an incredible cast. I love everyone involved. I love the original cast members. I love the all the new people that they're adding to it. These are all actors that I like. Uh, my faith in Tim Burton has been tried over the last. Uh, two decades or so, mostly yeah. for the most part. Uh, there have been some here and there over the last couple, but really, like he eighties, nineties, Tim Burton, flawless, excellent. But yeah. uh, everything from like Planet of the Apes on, not everything. I mean, I liked Big Fish. I liked uh, Frank and Weenie, uh, Corpse Bride. There, there are ones that I like, but you know, there have been there have been more misses than hits during the last couple of decades. I think, but who knows? Maybe this is what it's going to take to get him back. Uh feeling creative again. Cause I feel like a lot of stuff he's done has just been like remaking Dumbo in live action and remaking Alice in Wonderland in live. God, action. He did that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I'm hoping for the best. We'll see. It comes out uh, scheduled for a release right now on September 6, 2024. So we'll know in a year and a half or so from now if it's worth it. But I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll all see it. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll see it in the theater. I can guarantee it. I'm betting Justin Thoreau is um, Lydia's husband. That's could be. That that's could my predict. That's my prediction. All right, that's we'll see. I, that's what I'm saying. We'll see. Okay, we'll see I if you're see right. Ah, uh, he could easily. Yeah, that that makes sense. He could play like a pricky guy too. Like yeah. if he wanted yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, see him I mean, playing a like a douche, like a douchey, like you know, bro kind of guy. He's like a beautiful Justin man. Thoreau. So he he's a great. Can... Yeah, <laughs> I love Justin Thoreau. I think he's awesome. Um, great name too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. So you won life already. So yeah, good everything job, buddy. else is uh, icing on the yeah. cake here. <laughs> uh, next bit of news that came out that I think is relevant, especially to uh, me and Gary, because we're big fans of this franchise. I don't know where you stand on this franchise, Todd. So you feel free to let us know. But yeah, uh, we've got a new Fast and Furious movie coming out later this week, actually, in a couple of days. Uh, it'll be out in theaters. And Fast X, the 10th movie in the series, 11th if you count Hobbs and Shaw, actually, but 10th official Fast and Furious movie. And it was it's always been billed that, you know, they're doing this is the end of the Fast and Furious franchise, right? Uh, we're going to do Fast X and then the 11th one, whatever it'll be called. And though they're, they were planned as a two-parter. This is the big finale to the series, so big that we can't fit it into two movies. Well, now 
Vin Diesel has shaken things up a little bit because uh, they just had the world premiere in Rome. And on the red carpet, Diesel suggested that we might have not two, but three movies to wrap up this franchise. Uh, he said, uh, this, here's a quote that he said to the the interviewer on the red carpet. He said, going into making this movie, the studio asked if it could be a two-parter. And after the studio saw this, when they said, could you make Fast X, the finale, a trilogy? And so uh, whether that's true or not, it's hard to say because this is Vin Diesel, man. If anyone is the <laughs> the the writer of their own mythology, it is Vin Diesel. <laughs> but Michelle Rodriguez was on the carpet with him and she kind of suggested the same thing. She's like, well, every every story has three acts. So the red carpet host kind of said, are you guys confirming that we're getting a third movie to which Diesel kind of playfully cut the interview short and said, you're going to get me in trouble here and didn't really officially say it, but he strongly suggested that fast X is going to be one of three final fast and furious movies. You know what? And First of all, let me just, let's, let's jump into this. Uh, your tone when you talk about Lord Diesel is Less than desirable. Oh, I'm Lord, sorry. I, Lord I, Diesel? I do not mean to be disrespectful. I am a big fan of Mr. Diesel. Uh, but Diesel is a god of He cinema. is, but he is um, his own biggest fan. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. That's how he got to where he is. Hey, you know? Bless him for it. I love him. I, I fucking hey, love Vin Diesel. He's, he's a weird fucking guy. He is so weird and so beautiful. And uh, I mean, I've been rewatching all of the Fast and Furious movies. When we get done recording today, I'm going to go watch uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, I'm wrapping up the franchise. I'm rewatching all uh, all ten movies leading up to Fast X. So I'm I'm at the home stretch here. I'm going to finish the last couple before now and Thursday. Then I'm going to see Fast X on opening night. I am stoked for this. Uh, more, it's probably my most anticipated movie of the year, honestly. Fast wow. X. Have you uh, seen but, the Last Witch Hunter? Uh, I have not. Okay, I have. Is it, so <laughs> I was almost gonna feel bad as a Vin Diesel fan when I say what I'm about to say, but it seems like we could argue our our levels of Diesel love here. But I have not seen the last one. I haven't seen nine. And you, so, you haven't seen nine. We we. I think you you probably don't remember when we kind of had this conversation. I haven't seen nine. I did not make it to the theater to see nine. And I just never watched it. And then it became sort of, uh, you know, it's like one of those things where you're like, I have this unopened treasure that at any point I could. Well, you need to see it before I you can, see the new one. Well, then the <laughs> new one started getting advertised. And then I'm like, okay. But then it was like, it's a two-parter. Then I'm like, well, fuck. Now there's two parts. So like, if I just hold out even longer than I have like three. And Why now he's talking that? about three for the new one. And then I'm like, fuck, now there's like a trilogy and part nine that I Why don't you like just watch them? You don't have to wait for them all to come out. <laughs> just watch them. There's I no love Vin Diesel so much. And uh he's he's an insane person, but in the best way possible. And uh yeah. Anyway, the other news you're not mentioning about this, by the way, is there, well, we can't spoil anything, but supposedly if you look hard enough online, you can find like some kind of credit scene coming out. I'll be honest. You don't have to look very hard for it because the major, you're talking about the post-credit scene yeah. Um, in Fast X, there's a post-credit scene teasing a, a, a character and uh, you don't have to look hard for it. I saw it by accident because major news outlets are now reporting it like it's just news. They're just <laughs> posting spoilers in 
the uh, headline with photos. Like I, I was actually looking up this interview today, this red carpet interview. And when I searched for it, the first thing that came up was a spoiler for the end of the credits. Like what the fuck guys? Like, <laughs> let me, let me be surprised when I see it in the theater. Why do we have to post this? Like it's news. It, okay. It, so, <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. Over the next 30 seconds, we're going to mention what this spoiler is. So if you don't want to hear it, you need to skip ahead 30 seconds. I'll give you a notice. And Todd, you can take off your headphones if you just really don't want to hear it. How many uh, Fast and Furious movies have you seen, Todd? Uh, I've seen... I know I saw Hobbs and Shaw. I saw the Tokyo Drift and the first two. I want to say I saw <laughs> another one. So I think I might be at five almost definitely at least four okay what? so todd doesn't give a shit about spoilers <laughs> I know, what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> well so just I do, them, I mean, like in reverse are, order and it's not, not in that the i number, don't like, like them like, <laughs> i didn't say i didn't like them it's just i i i don't know i just hadn't you know i just hadn't well you just went to like the rest of them hobbs and shaw which is like after part seven or after so, part eight yeah after, after part eight. eight and then you're like and then part uh, and then Tokyo Three. Drift, which is like the third one, and then like maybe one and two, and then just like what are oh, you no, doing? No, no. Definitely what one you... and two. Definitely one and two. <laughs> Saw Tokyo Drift, which is the third. third. One, right? That's the third one, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I saw another one after that, and I think I did see Hobbs and Shaw. You think you saw Hobbs and Shaw? Pretty sure. <laughs> the weird thing about Todd is just despite being a co-host of a movie podcast, doesn't watch a whole lot of movies. <laughs> well, I, I'll say this for him. The good news is the spoiler part probably won't fucking matter. But okay, well, I'll, I'll <laughs> like, then. I mean, maybe, but anyway, here's know. the spoiler warning. They're big cartoons. I, I, spoiler I'm, warning I'm going now. Who did you hear? Okay. Yeah, because at first I had seen Gal. Godot, and then today I saw like blasted yeah. everywhere. There are lots of rumors going around about who this extra person was. I said in our Discord, if you're a member of our Discord, I was said I said it should be Dwayne the Rock Johnson or get the fuck out of here because yeah. that's the only one that matters. That's the I only said person Paul that... Walker would be the bigger shock if he would. Okay, <laughs> and you're right. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> but for those of you who don't know, Vin Diesel and the Rock clash, which hurts my heart. Yeah, but I totally get it because they so they're two, they're two big big personalities, <laughs> big big egos. Uh, and I both... even saw yeah, and, and so like Rock, somebody has to humble themselves if that's going to be the case. But uh, yeah, so but anyway, anyway, I as far as there being two more instead of or three more instead of two more fast movies, I'm down. Keep making them until Vin Diesel is. I was going to say till his hair turns gray but obviously that's not an issue with him <laughs> i just i know i mean the thing is is i don't know what else you know like he doesn't have anything in the works guardians of the galaxy wrapped up that was yeah. his other big franchise yeah. right now. yeah i don't know he'll he'll well, find something he'll find it i, I mean I, if the last triple x movie had done better because it's great uh it is the third triple x, x movie is great and if it had done better he could continue with that franchise but i don't i think it was kind of a flop I, yeah. I'm still. I think I'm still holding out hope for uh, more Riddick stuff. Oh, I, I think if you're if you're if you're being facetious, Todd, smack your face because no, no, I I, I legitimately enjoy Pitch Black and the Riddick. Him, movies. I think him and David Two are working on. I think I love he's, Riddick. He's, he's talked about. I mean, he showed like a picture of the script or something on Instagram a few months back. So it's 
there's development on it. Now, how far along it is, who knows? You know, uh, right. they should bring Cole Hauser's character back. Uh, <laughs> Unless he dies. He dies, <laughs> he he dies in pitch black. <laughs> he does. It doesn't matter. They can bring him back. He can be, uh, <laughs> he, you know. <laughs> Cole Hauser dies in pitch black. Although there are Xbox games that you can play that uh, do have Cole Hauser voicing Johns, who's mm, the bounty so. hunter character. But it's like prequels to Pitch Black to show think, like their history. Uh, escape, from, out of, escape from something Bay. Butcher right? Bay. Butcher Bay. Butcher that's Bay, it. Yeah. yeah. This shows how he gets the shine. That's just his thing yeah. on his eyes that helps right. him see in the yeah. dark. Well, you could do something where like Cole Hauser's character comes back and he's, uh, you know, part cyborg or something. This is a sci-fi series. You can do whatever you want with it. You, you know? really could. I, I love it. I love that idea. And especially since Cole Hauser's doing so well at Yellowstone and uh, yeah, everybody loves rip. him. So we love rip. rip. Is... We're a team rip. Yeah. Isn't it funny how you can love a character so much on a show where the first scene that you see him in in the whole series is him murdering a dude. <laughs> like like is, that's how you're introduced to his character on Yellowstone and like one of the first scenes of the first episode. And then like by season three and four, I just started season four, which starts out on a like fucking chaotic note. <laughs> but <laughs> by then you're like, oh, this guy is like my, him and Beth are my favorite characters. And they are arguably two of the worst people on the show morally. <laughs> yeah. But Jeez. the further along you go, you start to like, start to like, love them. Man, somebody smacked them around enough that this is why they're such shitheads. But, you know, I love them. All right, so let's wrap (laughs) things up with one more big news article. You guys may have heard that the um, Writers Guild of America has gone on strike as of May 2nd, midnight May 2nd. Uh, They went on strike, so they've been on strike for almost two weeks now. Uh, Which is why this show is stopping. Because right. we can't can't continue. (laughs) Let's not pretend like we're in any kind of guild or that we do any kind of writing. I just meant that somebody else wrote the show for us. I was trying to, you know, you know it's it's really easy for a lot of people, I think, to brush o- o- over the idea of a writer strike. Uh, people think that screenwriters are maybe you know privileged or or whatever, but these are like working writers. They're not like millionaires. These aren't people making Shane Black gobs of money for every screenplay. These are people who are just trying to get by. And they've got on strike. Uh, this is the first big strike since the one in 2007. And there's, you know, in layman's terms, the reason that they're going on strike is because they've been negotiating contracts with this uh, this organization called the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers. This is basically a trade association that represents a bunch of film and TV production companies, including major studios. Uh, Paramount, Sony, Warner Brothers, Universal, Disney, also a big bunch of uh, big TV networks, and most notably for this strike, streamers, Paramount Plus, Max, Peacock, Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, Apple TV, and Amazon Prime. They're all represented by this trade organization. So basically what this all comes down to, uh, because people hear about a strike and they don't really know what it's about, here's what this comes down to. In the past, a lot of writers, uh, they, they make money, a lot of their money off of residuals. You know, you uh, you write a TV show, you write an episode of the Gilmore Girls, okay? You get paid to write that episode, and then you get a little bit of money every time that episode airs on TV or every time somebody buys a copy of Gilmore Girls on DVD. Those are residuals. That's what res- residuals are. Well... That gets a little funny when you bring streamers in. So streamers, especially Netflix is the big one. Uh, They're the one who kind of started creating their own original content, but they're not like 
they're not putting these into syndication. They're not necessarily releasing all of these on DVDs. Netflix releases some of them on DVD, but like Disney hasn't released any of like the Star Wars or Marvel shows on physical media. You have to watch them on Disney Plus. So presumably they're just always going to be on Disney Plus. So the writers for these shows, they get paid a big lump sum, but they're not getting any residuals because the show's not being sold to like another network. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that means that somebody you could write an episode of uh stranger things millions and millions of people are going to watch that episode of stranger things and it doesn't matter how big of a hit it is you're not getting a dime off of it other than that main that that initial sum that you were paid yeah so what the strike is th- th- that's the main issue of this strike is that they're trying to you know, they're they're trying to get paid <laughs> they're trying to yeah. get better residuals or in some cases, they're trying to get residuals at all where they're not getting them now. Uh, it doesn't help that streamers, uh, Netflix, and, and the like are very secretive about their numbers, like about how many people are watching this show. And this is probably part of why they're secretive about this because they don't want to say like how many millions of people watched an episode of Stranger Things because then the people who work on that are going to want more compensation. You know, uh, I mean, there are other there are other things involved in the in the contract negotiations. Uh, they want higher minimum compensation. They want better working standards. They want some regulations regarding artificial intelligence, uh, anti-discrimination measures. There are other things there, but the main thing is the residuals and the streamers. And from what I hear, Netflix is the main holdout on this. Uh, That's where things get really weird. So what does this mean? Well, basically every writer who works for, and this is, I should say scripted shows, uh, Something like a reality show or like Sports Center and stuff like that. Those people are those are not WGA writers on those, so they can still work on those shows. But anything that's scripted, like those writers are not writing right now. They're all on the picket line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first things that are really being hit by it are you know late night talk shows, Jimmy Kimmel and whatnot, soap operas, because those all have like a really tight turnaround. So they basically just have to stop doing what they're doing. Other shows will be affected because uh, future seasons will have to be canceled until until uh, the strike is re- resolved. Uh, another big thing is that a lot of times when a movie, you know, a movie can go into production right now that has a script already written, but usually there's a writer on set in case, oh, this location doesn't work. We're going to have to change the location. Somebody has to rewrite the scene. You have to have a writer on set to do that. You can't have a writer on set right now to do that. So even movies that are going into production can possibly be affected by that. If you look back at the 2007 one, um, Quantum of Solace, the James Bond movie, that's one that was highly affected by that. And if you've seen the final product, you can see how it was harmed by not having a writer on set because they had to like like Daniel Craig's on set having to rewrite scenes and he's not a writer. You know, like mm. he's talked about that. He's like, I'm not a fucking writer. I don't, but I'm here having to rewrite scenes because we don't have a screenwriter here. Um, and then, of course, you had TV shows. Uh, Heroes is an easy one to cite as a, an example of a show from the 2007 writer strike that just. God, I forgot about that. It started off really good. Writer strike happened, and the quality of that show just went right off a cliff. Like it, it killed the show, basically. Uh, you know, so this is a big deal for people who are into movies, and especially TV shows are going to be the most immediate ones that are affected by it. It'll be a while before movies are. You know, affected by it but 
I remember the early writer strike, like uh, Dean Norris from Breaking Bad. He was going to be killed off uh, early, like first. Yeah. Like Jesse Pinkman, I think. And then something about the writer strike caused them to like chop up episodes early or something. And then he yeah. like, and then that was, I, I swear to God, that was something I remember. But I don't know. I don't know how leftist we get on this show, but uh, I will say this. I, uh, I think uh, workers always should organize you know obviously anything can be exploited but you you should have access to i i say i mean i feel this way about wrestlers honestly too just saying this on a thing like this is a thing that has been talked about throughout the years uh god bless him jesse ventura is a crazy man but also he one of the reasons he's been so blackballed in the wrestling industry is he was always about a wrestler's union that they should uh try to get money. CM Punk is one of the more recent people that I can remember, like even in WWE, especially when the WWE network got started. Sorry not to make this all about wrestling, but he no, was it's like, relevant. Hey. Actually, I was going to go in that direction myself. <laughs> he was like, I put my body on the line, like for these shows. And yeah. then you and, get and to like McMahon's have streaming even, rights. Like, and Vince McMahon's not even giving you health insurance. Yeah. You know? And we're not talking about selling DVDs anymore. We're not talking about getting residuals off any of this stuff. You just have a network or yeah. and now they're sold to Peacock. And he's just like, what happens to everything I've ever done? Like, what, right. what do I get out of that? And uh, yeah. so workers should organize. And yeah. uh, that's yeah, what I'm these writers are trying you. to do. Wrestlers are gig workers and, and, yeah. and just yeah. like a, just like a rock band or, or a comedian uh, like or a comedian you know your gig workers <laughs> some freelance comic to... book writers i mean and that's basically what like screenwriting has turned into yeah. a, a gig job uh and they should i agree i mean they should organize they i am pro, i'm very pro union i think that they should organize and i think that people should be compensated properly for the work that they do especially when that work is putting billions of dollars into the pockets of their corporate over exactly you know yeah because uh, the, the, the reason the I said left is because running... you could you could almost like pass this down to like almost any job. But, yeah. But talking about this, I mean, why is Netflix huge? Why is Disney yeah. Plus huge? Why it's is because of the content and the content starts with the writers and the the guys who are the CEO shouldn't be making hundreds of million dollars a year in salary when the writers are struggling to pay their rent. And that's yeah. I mean, that's that's just a fact. And <laughs> looking know. at looking at stuff like I, I'm sure Gary, you've heard enough horror stories about a guy who quite literally busts his ass in the ring and then either gets stiffed by the promoter or something like that um, as a comedian um, and writer of various projects. Uh, there's been times where I've had to go back and say, uh, our agreement says this. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, service industry. At some point, all three of us have worked in the service industry, and I'm sure we can all tell stories about getting stiffed. Yeah. Uh, you know, on on a tip, and it, it fucking sucks, especially yeah. when it's like, well, there goes my gas money. Well, there yeah. goes my rent money. Well, guess mm-hmm. I'm not eating dinner later. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It People sucks. should be compensated. These platforms want to pay, like, uh, and, and Justin, you did an amazing job of explaining the whole situation. Yes. So, yes. yeah, but, but, Kudos. yeah, I mean, these platforms essentially want to pay, like, you know, like, uh, uh, here's a hundred bucks, write me uh episode or something, you know, yeah. and I mean, I'm simplifying it, but that's what they do. And then that's, I hope, supposed yeah, they, to be I think they get paid a little more than a hundred bucks, but yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's a nice well, round. If you're in the wrestling then. industry, it's not always that way. So it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, and it's like, go kill yourself. Here's $200. You're right. And, uh, the, and then it's like, and then that's the end of, 
the job for you. Right. Yeah. And now it's part of my library and I can do whatever, do whatever I want you want with, with it. it. Make whatever money you want off of <laughs> and, it. And you uh, don't get anything. Yeah. So anyway, that's where we're at. Hopefully, I, I really hope that they get it settled soon, not just because obviously the stuff that I love is going to be affected by it, like Stranger Things, which I gave it as an example. They've already said that they're halting any any work on the next season, which I think is supposed to be the final season, uh, until they get it done. Uh, whereas Amazon has said, oh, we're going to move forward with Rings of Power, despite not having any showrunners or writers on set, which for a show that's already kind of critically not loved is probably not the best move, but you know, yeah. we'll see. What I was about to say, say, I think some, I'm of, also, some, yeah. of the, some of the Star Trek stuff is getting held up as well, because yeah. I, uh, I think Tawny Newsom, who's a cast member on Lower Decks, is part of the writer's room for Star, Starfleet Academy, which is been announced the works, and yeah. she's on the she's on the picket line like yeah and, i think I, I saw the game of thrones prequel was gonna go ahead uh yeah i think and disney wants some stuff to go ahead too uh which that's the thing i i those projects are going to suffer without having a writer on set and i the reason i i mean we want the the strike to end because yes we want the the shows and the movies that we love to be able to be made and be made as best as they can, but ultimately we also wanted to end because, you know, we love, we, we love talking about the screenwriting process on our, on our, on the regular show. You know, we love talking about all the creatives behind the scenes, everyone who comes together to make these movies that we talk about. And it starts with the writers yep. uh, and they, they've been disrespected enough in Hollywood for years and years. So they, sh these people need to be compensated for their work because the things that we love don't exist without them. Well, listen, I mean, we, we, we're going to talk about the Spider-Man series probably at the time this comes out, but we'll mention guys like Alvin Sargent or uh, uh, whoever else. I mean, David Kelly, like, yeah. David, yeah. How many times have you heard those names as opposed to like other names that are involved in a movie? But those guys are the ones that wrote the freaking script for the movie. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's like it, uh, it starts with the writers. So uh, I will say this to, to, to round it out uh, with a previous story. Have you seen the love that Jenna Ortega has been getting? <laughs> the, she's the, young. The, it's yeah. So I, I love her. Uh, she's, she's great at Wednesday, but she, this is probably just a timing thing, but she like recently had like an interview came out and she uh, talks about uh, it was on a, um, it was a podcast she was on. I was trying to find the name of the podcast that she's doing this on. Uh, doesn't matter. Anyway, whatever it was, you can find stuff about this. She said, quote, I don't think I've ever had to put my foot down on a set the way I had to on Wednesday. Everything that she does, everything I had to play did not make sense for her character at all. Her being in a love triangle made no sense. There was a line about a dress that she has to wear for school dance. And I said, oh, my God, I love it. Oh, I can't believe I said that. I literally hate myself. And I had to go, no, she had, uh, he said, there were times on the set where I almost became a professional sense where I just had to start changing lines. The script supervisor thought that I was like going with something and then I would have to sit down with the writers and they would be like, wait, what happened to the scene? And I would have to go through and explain why I'm not doing certain things anyway. So she's getting a lot of love right now. As you can imagine, the, uh, <laughs> writer for the bear, Karen, Joseph, uh, uh tweeted out uh rewriting rewriting is writing see you in the line jenna yeah <laughs> and, uh, yep the so, uh, writer for franklin and bash is like jenna ortega better be back from new york for her afternoon shift on the picket line <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Anyway, uh, 
She's getting some shit right now. Anyway. Yeah, but it's, you know, she that's, I don't think that's what she meant by that. She's just trying to say, <laughs> I think she was just trying to explain how she was creatively involved. It was just, just bad timing considering yeah. the strike. But, you <laughs> I think know. it was bad timing. Yeah, so well, I think that's all we got for today, guys. This is a fun little news roundup. If you guys enjoyed this, let us know. You can hit us up on Twitter and all that stuff. And uh, if you want to hear more stuff like this, we're going to hopefully keep doing it if uh, if, <laughs> if it's well received. If you hate it, uh, maybe we won't. But we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, that's all we got for today. All right, fellas, where can you be found? At This Is Gary Horde. I'm at Justin underscore Bishop. And I'm at Mr. Todd A. Davis on all of the socials. The show is at cinema underscore shock on Instagram and Twitter. Check out all of our episodes as well as links to our discord and our merch at cinemashock.net. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and share us with all your nerdy friends on all your platforms. And until next time. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. And be excellent to each other. Johnny has the keys. this episode we are going to discuss beetlejuice beetlejuice <laughs> god damn it